0: Hello and welcome to the Lock John Cardinals podcast, part of the Lock John Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith. This show is dropping Thursday, September the tenth of two thousand and twenty. I'm sure most of you will listen to it on Friday though, because it is releasing after the Cardinals split a doubleheader against the Detroit Tigers. You would have liked to see a sweep, but nonetheless, you, you, we're going to have to live with a a uh, a split with with Detroit going two and two, and uh, the doubleheaders against Minnesota and. Detroit. So the Cardinals now sit at 19 and 18 heading into play tomorrow with a three-game set at Cincinnati. Today's show, we're going to talk about Yadier Molina, his importance to the team, as well as you know his, his uh, emotional home run with being wearing 21 for Roberto Clemente. Talk about Jack Flaherty a little bit as well. And then I got some interesting numbers. I think you guys will like to see it. It's a lot at you real quick, uh, but I'm probably I'll try to tweet those out. Gomber improved a lot since 2018, so I'll, I'll share some numbers with those and my thoughts on his improvements. And then my thoughts on the bullpen in Game 2 coming up as well with uh, struggling in the 7th in the inning, giving up a 5-run 7th. Uh, but you know, a lot, lot of positives. A lot of positives to come out of both of these games in both games and one. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with Game 1 of the doubleheader against the Detroit Tigers. Coming in, you know, I mean, when you look at the Tigers' record, obviously that doesn't really flash anything too important at you. The, the, they came in to the day with, I believe, a 19-22, 19-21 and, 22 or 19 and 21 record. I forget which one it was, but, you know, sub-500 run differential was around negative 30, so not great um, in terms of what you expected out of the Detroit Tigers. But when you look at their statistics in terms of National League rankings, it's it's kind of interesting, um, When especially when you look at their offensive pitching, you know, they're, they're at the bottom of the pack. They, their opponent batting average is 13th in the league. They are... Um, you know, bottom league when it comes to strikeouts, the bottom league when it comes to ERA, you know, all this stuff in the, in the very bottom league, especially when, when you look at ERA, they're literally 14th in the league with a 570. So that doesn't really surprise you. You understand why they're not pitching well or, you know, why that attributes to the record. But when you look at their offensive stats, their, their average is 249, which is 5th in the league. Their on-base percentage drops them down to 13th because it's a 307. Then their slugging percentage puts them right back up at six with a 425. Um, and then their OPS really... Um, you know, shows them where they are. You know, a little bit more truly with tenth in the league with a, um, you know, seven thirty nine. Excuse me, seven thirty three. But that's only one slot lower than the Minnesota Twins, who we talked about with Nash yesterday, have an electric lineup. So you know, there's a chance of this Tiger team to break out offensively. That has not been the um, the case frequently recently as well. You know, they, they lost. I think it was nineteen to zero. Nineteen. Yeah, it was nineteen to zero to the Brewers yesterday before they played the Cardinals tonight. This afternoon, so, you know, recently, obviously, you know, you guys might call me crazy for saying anything good about the Detroit Tigers, but, uh, you know, this offense has shown that it, he, they can hit, but it was all St. Louis in game one. We'll start with with, with one of the bigger stories um, of the game, which was Yadier Molina. Now, Yadier Molina wore 21 to celebrate and honor um, Hall of Famer, the late, great Roberto Clemente, Puerto Rican, and in his first at-bat, Molina launched a two, two-run shot. Um, which was the the first runs of the games for St. Louis, and it was really it was really special. Yadi is an emotional guy. Uh, when I think of Yadier Molina running around first base, I think of the Game Four uh, um, NLDS last year. But around first base yesterday, or excuse me, tonight, he, um, he 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 teared up. He had to take his sleeve. And wipe his, wipe his eyes make sure he had a, a dry eye and I, I guarantee you that if there were fans in the stands for this game uh, they would have given him a standing O and there definitely would have been some tears in his eyes um, but I mean th- that Homer in itself was historical for Molina in terms of just a statistical standpoint. It was his 150th career home run, with, which uh, puts him in sole possession of 10th place all-time in Cardinals history. He now has 930 runs driven in, which passed uh, Ted Simmons for 7th all-time. Um, so he, he is literally I you know, one of the Cardinal greats. I know I've talked about it a lot, but Molina has been a staple, a mainstay in the Cardinal offense for the last 10, 15 years. Um you know, there, there's, you know, whenever Yachty does something great, it seems like everybody goes, oh, first ballot Hall of Famer or Hall of Famer, you know, you know. Uh, I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago that I mentioned people go crazy whenever Javier Baez does anything, and I had a friend reach out to me saying, is that not the same thing that Cardinals fans do with Molina? And I agree with them. I you know, I feel like us as Cardinal Fans can kind of put Yadier Molina on a pedestal. That's not taking away anything from Yadier Molina though. We do that with all the greats. Uh, you know, they're talking about Miguel Cabrera today and how he's really fallen off the table, but when he does something great, it reminds you of their overall greatness. And that's the same thing with Yadier Molina. And you know, at, at the end of the day, this home run today was just an incredible moment for the the Cardinal catcher, and really, really for baseball. Molina didn't get to play on Clemente Day uh, yesterday, you know, the official day. But um, I think yesterday was the uh, official day, Wednesday. But you know, he was able to to really have a big moment for Roberto Clemente Day. He was the uh, two thousand and eighteen Roberto Roberto Clemente Award recipient um, through Major League Baseball. He's been a nominee a number of times. Um, that's a very important honor to a lot of major league players. Uh, that, that really speaks to how people are beyond the baseball field. And Molina was able to, to garner that, to, you know, to garner that honor for for the Cardinals in 2018. Wayne Knight's up for it, I believe, this year. But. You know, moving on from Lena, the rest of this game, I was to really kind of interested in this game because Tariq Skubal, the uh, the Tiger lefty, I, I was digging into some of his stats, looking at some of his stuff. I, liked his arm. I like his arm. I really do. Um, according to the MLB pipeline, he's the Tigers' number 5th prospect, 50th overall in the top 100. Um, he's got a really good fastball. He throws his fastball close to 60% of the time. Um, and in the start yesterday, excuse me, tonight, this afternoon, however you want to look at it, they all blend together at some point with all these doubleheaders, um, his final line was two innings, three hits, six earned, four walks, and three strikeouts. That's what killed him. It, it was the walks. You know, walks tend to, to kill you the, the higher uh, you go up in the in the you know professional baseball realm. And Scoobo was not able to escape the walk. So seven run, third inning for St. Louis did the Detroit Tigers in in game number one. Uh, beyond Molina, you saw home runs from uh, Lane Thomas, which you'd like to see. Paul Goldschmidt to dead center. And uh, Rangel Ravello also had a home run. I like Ravello. I don't know, you know, his stats might not be eye-popping this year, and he might not get all the recognition that he deserves, but I love what Rangel Ravello brings to the table. I think that he can be a good at-bat off the bench. He can be a good DH. We saw that in the game against Leicester last Sunday. Uh, the Cardinals were 3-for-6 with 100-scoring position. You like to see that improvement, you know, small sample size, but little improvements are good. Uh, pitching-wise for this game, you saw Flaherty, Elledge, and Chris Matt combined for the 7-inning. Uh, seven innings for St. Louis. Flaherty looked sharp at times. He struck out the side in the first. I think he struck out four or five of the first six batters he saw. He ended the day with six. Um, and, you know, he, his pitch count got a little high for my liking. He threw 95 pitches in just five innings. Two walks didn't help, and he got into some trouble later. He got into his game. Uh, he gave up a two-run shot to uh, Calandero or Candelario, excuse me. So... You know, Flaherty is going on the right track. You like to see the improvement after a shaky, shaky, shaky start against the Chicago Cubs last time out. So, five innings, four hits, two earned, two walks, six punch outs. You like to see that. Seth Ellos continues to impress with the scoreless outing. And um, Chris Matt as well with the scoreless outing for St. Louis. Um, you cannot complain too much about this game if you are a Cardinal fan. They moved up to 19-17 and 17 at that point. Two games above 500. So, uh, you know, St. Louis was able to play. To pound home the Detroit Tigers with a big third inning, everybody uh, batted that third inning. Every Cardinal, every starting Cardinal scored a run tonight. The only Cardinals that didn't were um, you know Austin Dean, who saw his first pinch hit appearance since COVID. So other than that, everybody got a run home. Even uh, Matt Carpenter, who came in in the, in the fifth inning, um, or fifth or sixth, whatever that was, he scored a run. But St. Louis able to win twelve to two. So so overall, a very impressive opening game excuse me for the cardinals as they you know you know they still got four double four or five double headers that left after this i think they had five including today um so good game one and game two had had some good things about it as well uh, i'll talk about that coming up in just a moment rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. some positives, like I mentioned, uh, for the Cardinals. They ended up losing 6-3 uh, to three to Detroit. They went down quietly in the bottom half of the 7th after surrendering the lead in the top half of the 7th, and it was just a, a frustrating game. The Cardinals have had a lot of those games, I feel like, just kind of frustrating. They were almost there. Uh, it was, a technically speaking, the bullpen spark with Austin Gomber going. I'll talk about him in more detail in just a minute. Um, but beyond that, it was... Uh, Gomber was able to go a couple innings, get in a jam. Alex Reyes comes in, gets out of that jam. I think those bases loaded, nobody out. Talk about I'll you know, talk about all this more in depth in, in just a moment. And then John Gant's able to come in, get out of a huge jam. Um, and then whenever uh, Gallego struggled with an injury at this time of this recording Thursday night, I'm not sure what that injury is, um, but hopefully it's not too serious. And then Gant comes in. Or, I already talked about Gant. Helsley comes in. He was unable to get out of the, uh, the jam. He gives up a run-scoring single to uh, Candelario, who uh, homered in the first game of it, as we talked about, and then gave up a home run to uh, Bonifacio uh, as well. well. What's kind of poetic about that is that Halsey gave up the hit, got a double play, gave up the homer, and got an out. Uh, it's just, you know, super frustrating to see. You know, you get outs, but just a couple pitches too late, and then all of a sudden you're, you're down 6-3, to three, so... Um, Nevertheless, it, it's a it's a split that I really wish the Cardinals would have been able to get two out of. But let's go ahead and, and talk about it. Cardinals were able to get a couple runs in the first and fourth via Matt Carpenter. Carpenter was actually able to, to score a couple runs. One of them on kind of a little soft single in the center. Another one on a double into the gap uh, with runner going, Paul DeYoung. Other one scored in the fifth by, by Tommy Edmond. Hit a home run. He hit that ball a ton. I think it only went like 370-some-odd feet, but... That ball is it pretty good, yeah, just over to the to the right of Big Mac Land or to the left if you're sitting in Big Mac Land. It depends on how you want to look at, want to look at it. Uh, but other than that, offensively, eight hits for St. Louis. You know, eight hits, I think it was in, in, in seven innings. So, you know, you, you struggle to find a positive in that, especially against the Tigers pitching staff, like I talked about earlier, that has struggle, that has high air, not good pitching. Um, Paul Goldschmidt was 0-2. Uh, you know, 0 for 2 with, with a walk. It might have been 0 for 3. 0 for 3, I believe. Nobody uh, had a multi-hit day except for Carpenter. And all due respect to Matt Carpenter, when he's the only Cardinal in the lineup with a um, multi-hit game, that usually tends to not be good. Uh, so the offense was mediocre at best. You would really like to see them play better. But let's go ahead and get into the pitching because there there are good things to talk about. Uh, Austin Gomber, his final line tonight was uh, three innings, five hits, one walk, which you love to see. Only walked one, uh, gave up, uh, struck out six. ERA drops to 0.53. Uh and his struggles in the past really have been walks. In, in 2018, uh, looking at his total total numbers in 2018, and in 75 innings he walked 32, but this year in 17 innings he's walked 10. I was going into play tonight. Um, and you know you got me wondering has his success been you know his his ERA in in 2018 was 4.44 and right now like i say, it sits at .53 well you know you look at 2018 his bat is uh, expecting batting average against was 2.83 bottom 8% of the league expected slugging against him was 4.84 bottom 6% of the league um waited on base expected was bottom 5% of the league um, now his weighting expected on bases in the top two percent. Uh, people are bailing him up a lot less from eight point seven percent in twenty eighteen to just under three percent in twenty twenty, um, and he's giving up a lot less hard hit balls, thirty five percent in th- twenty eighteen down to twenty four percent in twenty twenty. So um, you know it got me thinking. Well, what, what's the uh, what's the uh, what, what what gives? Uh, we looked at the, the stats that Statcast stat about it, and you look at individual pitches. Um, you know his, his four-seamer this year is holding opponents to 111 in 2018. Opponents hit 313 off it, and 20 and they hit 229 off a curve, 254 for changeup, 296 off a, off a slider. Look at it this year; those batting average against are 111, 154, um, you know, zero and zero. So you know those are vastly improved. You you look at why? Well, in 2018 he was in the bottom. Uh, bottom half of the league when it comes to vertical movement and curveball and slider. Now he's in the top of the league with his curveball and four-seamer. Uh, just a couple more numbers. I know I'm probably boring you guys w- w- with numbers, but w- with Gomber, he's improved. His zone percentage, uh, his zone swing percentage uh, has gone down in 2020, so that that's good. His chase percentage has gone up. First pitch strikes are about the same. His whip percentage has gone up 7%, 28 uh, from 29 so ending with the, ending with all the numbers but wh- what these tell you really is that he's his stuff has developed it takes time for some guys to, to develop that kind of stuff and what it might look like at the major league level. Gomber has been you know a slow learner um, but he has, has impressed this year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He, he's very impressive this season and he is able to miss a lot more bats but he got into a jam in the third inning and in his last inning of work and uh, Alex Reyes was able to come in and, and really clean the mess up. He did an exceptional, exceptional job. I'm sorry, that wasn't the third. It was the fourth. My apologies. It was the fourth inning. Gomber went three. Um, he walks the leadoff man, gives up a single. Um, and then Reyes comes in, gives up a single. So base loaded. Nobody out. Gets a pop out. Strikes out Griner. Gets a line out to Carpenter. Big momentum push. Cardinals score a run in the bottom half of the fourth. Uh, looking over to the to the fifth, Reyes goes quietly one two three but then in the sixth he gets into a uh, career comes into some trouble a little bit so they bring in john gantt with uh with runners on first and after giving up a home run he gets a strike out on the ground out getting out of a jam so this bullpen again comes in gets out of trouble you go to the the, the seventh inning though it's a different story uh giovanni he goes like i said got hurt after a uh, walking man giving up a single and a run scoring single and Harrison Bader on this play should have thrown to second base. There's no reason he's throwing home in that situation. They had no chance of getting him. He has to throw to second base to stop that runner at uh, the base, to, to stop Scope from going to second base. It was an error that actually got by him. Um, but because of that, uh, they they bring in Helsley, potentially walker Cabrera Hindsight's 2020. 20, you know, you say, oh, well, they gave up a, uh, um, they gave up, uh, you know, bases loaded or whatever so yeah, base loaded hit after the walk so why would you walk him I'm okay with the walk I question Bader's throw more than I question the walk um you know Cabrera is one of the best hitters of the generation you don't necessarily want to pitch to him Calendario had a good day but you know I, I would rather face Calendario there to be honest with you, you can call me wrong but I, I go with Calendario there I- I'm okay with that decision um and then he gets an out gives up a home run which is kind of the backbreaker two-run shot kind of puts that game out of stretch so it was a frustrating game. I know I threw a lot at you with the stats and the, the breakdowns and everything, so you know, feel free to, to send more questions into cards at gmail.com, and I'll answer them on tomorrow's show. I'll do a preview of the series against uh, Cincinnati. It's just a frustrating game. Five runs, seventh inning. You don't usually see that against the Cardinal bullpen, and it was just one of those uncharacteristic games for St. Louis, you know, you, you saw good things overall today. The offense in game one, uh, Carpenter in game two showing some signs of life, which is all too rare for Carpenter. Edmund with a home run. You saw good things from Gomber, Reyes, and Gantt, and Cabrera a little bit, although he struggled. So there are good things um, good things that you're seeing here um, in St. Louis, uh, especially with the last couple of days. So. You know, we, you know, Cardinals move on now. They play three at home against Cincinnati, and then the, probably one of their more important series of the season comes up after that, five at Milwaukee. Got a lot of baseball that we will be talking about in the next number of days. Like I say, I'll preview the series tomorrow. Uh, be sure to tune in to the show, Locked On Cardinals, L O underscore Cardinals, on Twitter and Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at LJFastball. Thanks for listening. Once again, email the show at lockedoncards at gmail.com for any questions you would like to see answered on tomorrow's show. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Stay safe and stay well.